Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yep. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. Come in, come in, get off the streets, get out of there. It's dangerous out there and safe in here in the China Shop. Is it? No, not at all. <laughs> not at really? all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing good. I don't know why, but for some reason I'm feeling a little nervous today to record this episode. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm all anxious and eager to to just record it and be done and you're like are we ready to start it's funny it's it's cute (laughs) yeah it's the opposite of normal (laughs) (laughs) right after all after all we've said on this show is there anything you you might say that's like gonna embarrass you at this point i mean come on there's (laughs) no pressure here (laughs) i guess that makes sense yeah so come on back into the shop with us today sit back relax hedge against the rage machine We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way around the China shop, just busting everything up, trying to figure out what we're doing in the stock market, sharing ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains, cutting losses. So if you're new to the shop, welcome. We are so glad you're here. Uh, if you do need some resources to, to because you're new to stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on financialneptitude.com. Or just give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We have all those links in the episode description. Uh, But the best place we think to be is uh, on our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. Really awesome place to be. We're sharing trade ideas, stock charts, news, just general chats about uh, how people in the community are doing. It's it's, it's great. It's just an awesome place to be. Uh, And when you do join, make sure you send us a private message or email with your mailing address, and we can send you a smash-it-yourself coffee mug or shot glass straight from the shop. Wow, we're, we're just really so glad you're here. If you really want, we can send a pre-smashed one. I've got one that the wife dropped uh, a couple weeks ago. It needs <laughs> somewhere to go. <laughs> it needs a home. What's funny to me is that you broke glass in your house and, and then you kept it. <laughs> I didn't. She did. <laughs> it's actually on our desk. It's, it's beautiful. Just a broken I mean, <laughs> I mean, glass was broken at your house, ceramics, and, yeah. and it was saved instead of thrown out. Yeah, see? So we're already working towards a better, greener planet here. I in the figured China somebody shop. would want a broken one. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the handle that broke. The rest of it's still intact. It's still cup-shaped. <laughs> oh, it could still convey liquid. It could. Just have to be careful holding it. <laughs> right. Hey, Kyle, we got any uh, show news going on this week? Yes. Yes, we do. Our uh, guest uh, episode with Mind Over Markets is airing on Thursday. So we'll tweet the links out, uh, probably send them out to the Discord as well. Oh, yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. That was a good time for sure. 
And then I did reach out to a whole bunch of people to try to get somebody lined up for this week. And the one that I was hoping ended up having something going on Friday, so he's unavailable. So I think Mm. for this week, we should do another options bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. Spend a lot of time focusing on the Greeks. It's a, that's a really, really good idea. I just had uh, dinner with some friends and mentioned stock trading. And so one of the, one of the guys there was like, oh yeah, I do stocks. And I was like, oh yeah, I did this and this move in options. And uh, he was like, options, that's, that's too much. That's just, that's just gambling. Did you say that's Greek to me? <laughs> yeah, no, okay. no. <laughs> That would have been awesome, though. Yeah, it would have. No, no. Uh, he, he was really intimidated and was just like, options is just gambling. I was like, well, you know, there's a lot to understand, but there's ways to do it where you're not gambling. Right. But then I, I noticed how everybody's eyes started glazing over and nobody really wanted <laughs> me to expound. So this options episode would be a great place for me to, to t- <laughs> pontificate <laughs> as I wanted to do that evening at the dinner party. I'd like to really go into depth on the Greeks because... That's the one thing that we say that everyone should learn before they start trading options. And that's the one thing that I think mm-hmm. people struggle with understanding. Yeah. If they even go to look at them to try to, you know, try to understand them. I know people told me Oof. to do that and I just ignored it completely and thought I'll Same just here. figure it out as I go. <laughs> Same here. Same maybe here. if we put it out yeah. on a podcast episode, people who want to learn about it, maybe we can make it a little bit easier for them. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember the ticker. I've got it in my notes somewhere. I had a, a Vega uh, deflate and and kill some options of mine, and and, and was was it, you, you got to understand it all. But it was yeah. like, yeah, like oh god, why is my option going down? Vega, yeah, yeah, you got you got to understand them all because it's not just the price of that stock. I mean, the right. price of the stock is the is the leader. It's the thing that that leads it the most. But oof, you can get you can get killed from Theta and Vega if you're not paying attention. Yep. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, we have just got such a winning, whiny, wonderful show for you today. That sounds about right. Maybe whiny's a bad. No, that sounds about uh, right. (laughs) (laughs) We got lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than COVID has variants. Oh, God. No. Landmine, Dan. It's a landmine. Step oh, away. Step yeah. away. Yeah, step away. <laughs> speaking of Greeks. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of things that we've said that we're not ashamed of. <laughs> or no way. Oh, yeah. That, we're yeah. Not, that we are ashamed. I don't know. Whatever. Callback. Callback. Insert callback. I think I lost <laughs> the part of my brain that feels shame for things. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, the, the older I get, the more I'm like, eh. Uh, so close to being a cranky old man oh yeah i'm getting there i got the whole toolkit uh so reach out to us folks we really do enjoy love uh your messages and comments twitter facebook uh, discord anywhere you're at if you're old school maybe you just like send an emails you hit us up at uh two bulls at financialneptitude.com that's the number two b-u-l-l-s at financialneptitude.com or Give us a phone call. That phone line has been dead for weeks. 725-22-BULLS. <laughs> Nobody's reaching out. Nobody likes to talk to me. Nobody wants to call me up and tell me what a shitty trader I am. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you made. Or maybe you just got sucked into a group of criminals doing some 
crazy adventure for the government uh, to, to cut your prison sentence time down. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Huh. Yeah, I watched, I watched Suicide Squad last night. Oh, okay. I never saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? Escape what, from New York? <laughs> escape? I, that, that counts. Count, count it. Nailed it. <laughs> you, know, you know what show prep I did not do? Uh, probably your bet results. Probably my bet results. Why don't, I feel, and I feel like I'm supposed to lead off. You are I probably also supposed did, to lead off. Did poorly. Okay, so I picked Target. It opened at two hundred sixty-two dollars and eight cents. Yep. Uh, and then what? What did it close at, Kyle? Two sixty zero nine. Oh God. Okay, so I uh, am at four hundred ninety-six dollars twenty cents. So I mean. It's not as bad as it could have been. It's yeah, less than a percent loss, less than one yeah. percent. Uh, <laughs> I took your castaway leftovers, Nike. Yeah, opened the week at one hundred and sixty nine dollars and six cents, and closed the week at one seventy two eighty. Takes my bet total Son from five hundred up to five hundred and eleven dollars and six cents. Ah, oh, your two percent gains are slapping me in the face. Oh, and get ready to get slapped a little more because Random oh. picked Apogee, A P O G, which opened the week at thirty nine eighty four, and after looking like it was going to be a disastrous pick, it rallied to close the week at forty dollars and fifty cents. Oh, so now Random's total is at five hundred and eight dollars and twenty eight cents. Oh shit, I'm falling behind. And then uh, it's Damn only been it. a couple days. Should we cover the, the bet with George or should we just update that one next week? I think we should just tell people what the bet with George is, but we don't have to do the specific numbers yet. We, we've made a month long bet with George Papazov from the Trade Pro Academy uh, on, our, on our month in review show. He picked the uh, SO. No, SPXS. Yeah, the the triple leveraged bear fund for the S&P, so it goes up three times the amount the S&P goes down. So he's he's a bit of a bear for the month, and, and Kyle and I picked BlackBerry for the month, so we'll see which one does better. George's words himself, was it 100, 114 we should be seeing here soon? <laughs> <laughs> to the moon! Goddamn right. <laughs> All right, last bit here before we get into the news. Uh, I got the poll results. Uh, we asked last week if turkey bacon was basically a good substitution of bacon. Well, I mean, mm -hmm. I got it written down here as the masturbation of breakfast meats. I don't think I worded it quite that crass. Crass? I was going to say eloquent. <laughs> I think the way I worded it is uh, as turkey bacon to bacon as masturbation is to sex, I think was the way it was or something like that. Mm, yeah, made it a little it, more clinical. Yeah, it didn't get nearly as much traction as I thought. I would have thought bacon and sex would have really, you know, just blew that algorithm out of the water. But 60% uh, of respondents said it'll do in a pinch. Uh, zero were on my end of it saying, fuck turkey bacon. Uh, and the other 40% uh, were asking, aren't we a stock podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Success. Great success on that Twitter <laughs> poll. All right. Oh, okay, Kyle. Let's uh let's jump into some news. I'm right. Well it's all for the money. Tune to the show. Need a good story. So my margin grows or won't you? Listen to all our news. You might learn some things with the China Shop Market News. Oh, you got any big stories you're itching to talk about? 
because I do. I got, a, I got a huge one. Oh, go for it then. President Joe Biden has set the goal of having half of all passenger vehicles sold by 2030 to be electric. I sh- sorry. Biden just set the goal of having half our cars be electric by the year 2030. Half of the ones sold? Yeah. And you know how I know that? How do you know that? Because I posted that story uh, earlier in the week. Uh, I was planning on leading off with that. Oh, oh did you? Where'd you post <laughs> it? Was it? Was it in one of, do you not well, read one my, of our forums? Why don't you read my messages? You read everybody else's. Oh, um, <laughs> hubris? <laughs> you asshole. All right, well, you might as well finish it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a mystery. To, it's, a, it's a secret to everybody. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it, this is an executive order setting out a target. So there's like, there's no teeth to this. There's no, if you're a car company and you're not selling half electric vehicles, you'll be fined or whatever. But it's an executive order. What does that mean? It's an executive order that, that sets a, a target and a goal. So I think it's just like presidential bully pulpit. Like, that's what the president wants. So I say that we should do this, and I'm writing it down, and I'm signing it. Signing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you don't, there will be no consequences. <laughs> right, right. I mean, he's not even going to be in office by 2030, <laughs> even if he wins re- re-election. Kyle, let's, let's, he's no Jimmy Carter. He, he won't be alive in 2030. Let's, let's not pretend. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll oh, still wow. be here. Um <laughs> Okay. Uh I thought it was what 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 really what really made me laugh not not just making fun of his age but uh what really really made me laugh was the car major car manufacturers have all come out and said that they're going to be only selling electric vehicles by like what 2034. Uh is it even that long? I mean they're all like trying to make pushes to do it like in like 5 years I thought. Yeah, yeah, GM said it, Toyota said it. Yeah, so like it waits until everybody says they're going to do something like, I think it would be a good idea if you guys only sold electric. <laughs> I told them to do that. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> it's like that Burns episode where it tells Strawberry to hit a home run. <laughs> Bang! I told him to do that. Excellent. I told him <laughs> to do that. Yeah, yeah, like next, next time we go into a bar, I'm going to say, hey, Kyle, I got an idea. Let's drink some beers. <laughs> I'm making it an executive order. It'd be more like if you went to the bar and you said, hey, you guys should sell more beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Half of all drinks in this bar tonight, it is our goal that they be alcoholic. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm signing this. Yeah, I'm signing. Yeah, yeah. going to sign off on that. We've got a 50% goal <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the night. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. All right. So, and I was... Didn't I see something about uh, Biden snubbing Elon Musk, too, at some point? Like, he didn't invite him to some dinner or... Oh, yeah, the big unveiling of that executive order. Oh, was that what it was? Yeah, why did he snub Tesla? That's something like the leader of the whole thing. I don't know. I I honestly... It's weird to me. Maybe he figured he didn't need to be there because they already are doing it. Maybe he invited people that he wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. I who who's Who's to say? Or <laughs> could just be a maybe you just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we called up all three car manufacturers that exist. <laughs> the only ones I remember: she- Chevy, Ford, and GM. End of list. Pontiac probably called them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I called up the Duesenberg Car Company and asked for electrics. Uh, that might explain why Tesla didn't see the boost that everyone was thinking that this XO, our executive order, would have given it. Yeah. It's still holding above 700, but didn't really get the, the push that a lot of the Tesla fanboys were hoping to see. Well, let's talk about the other one that we mentioned last week. I guess there's a part two to, to Robin Hood's saga. <laughs> oh, so do we get a follow-up? I think we need to, because remember we talked about Robin Hood having potentially one of the worst debuts in the history of an IPO of its size? Yeah. Uh, you know, fast forward uh, to this week and it's suddenly looking a lot different. Oh, yeah. It looks to me like a lot of angry Robinhood X users shorted the ever-living shit out of that stock as soon as it IPO'd because it really looked like it went through a short squeeze this week. Yeah, it, it popped up super crazy. It popped up to 80, I think, before it finally deflated. And part of that deflation... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Robinhood filed to sell nearly 100 million new shares, or no, uh, 979 million oh my God. new shares. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Almost a billion new shares? Uh, maybe that's a mistake. I thought it was 100 million. Let me pull that article open here real quick. I thought it was like 90, 97 million. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, they just moved the dot. Yeah, it was nearly 100 million new shares. Good Lord. Although this may not be new shares, this might be... Okay, the shares offered by the selling shareholders uh, following the automatic conversion of certain convertible notes held by the selling stockholders in connection with the initial public offering. So it looks like this is trying to like clear some debt. The company itself mm-hmm. is not receiving any of the proceeds from the sale of this offering. Uh, the shareholders that are selling the stock, yeah, it looks like they're, they're convertible notes that are getting converted to shares, and then they're just dumping all of that. But yeah, that happened less than a week after, less than a week after the IPO, and they're already flooding it with another 100 million shares, roughly. That's insane. This looks like something that was just done to fuck with retail. Like, yeah. let them short it out the gate, come in on Monday, buy the ever-living shit out of it, pump it up, get retail covering, and then flipping, and then trying to jump in to the, you know, on the bandwagon, because they're missing out. It's going to the moon, as George would say. And then mm-hmm. turn around and let that news come out and just fucking crater it again there's a reason why i stayed away from this stock <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't touch it yeah not at all yeah and that's all speculation uh, on my part but uh it definitely looks fishy yeah i don't know all of the tools i use to analyze a stock chart now involve like 20 50 100 200 moving averages yeah if a stock's only been trading for seven days it doesn't really have any yeah. of those <laughs> yeah so like oh look it's it's trading above its 20 hour moving average <laughs> Like, yeah, that's not, not helping me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Robin. Yeah, fuck you, Robin. All right. What else you got? I got, we got a new mushroom psilocybin company just got listed on a stock exchange. And it's historic because it is the first to be listed on the New York Stock Exchange. We've had a few on the NASDAQ. I saw that. That is fucking nuts to me that that would be on there. Is there even a, a pot stock on the New York Stock Exchange? I don't think there are any pot stocks on the New York Stock Exchange. I don't think so either. So it's nuts to me that the magic mushroom stock would go on there first. Right. <laughs> well, you know, to give the, the psilocybin companies credit, they are coming up with ways of like dosing consistently. And that's something that you don't get in medical marijuana uh, unless it's something like uh, like a, like the CBD oil or, mm-hmm. or the oil stuff. Uh, but even then, like it, it's 
it's it's inconsistent in in the manufacturing process but based on whatever plant you got and it's kind of amazing to me that this like this this particular company uh it's cybin mm-hmm. cybn uh they've got uh like sublingual uh like film that you put in your mouth and like suck on it, it just dissolves and it gives you like this rapid consistent dose of psilocybin um that's that's amazing and i th- feel like that might be one of the reasons why these mushroom companies are doing better is it it's acting more like a pharmaceutical product it really is that's a great point uh you mentioned the 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 way that they dose that's actually what sets them apart and uh i think they part of that article was talking about a, a phase two uh was it a phase two a clinical trial that they're in the process of yeah. doing trying to see if there's a, a competitive advantage to to dosing that way rather than doing it through pills or yeah an oral ingestion and, and these uh these these target major depressive disorders so right uh, this is definitely a drug that the world needs because there's surging depression especially you know coming off of all the crazy crazy stuff we've gone through in the past couple of years <laughs> in lockdowns yeah yeah, so the company itself isn't the first psilocybin, and it definitely isn't the only, but it's the first one to get listed. It's the only one with the with that type of delivery system, so it yeah. kind of needs that to work in order to have any sort of competitive edge on that marketplace, but it's definitely an interesting yeah. stock to take a look at. It's definitely one of those ones that's going to be you know long ways down the road, though. You know, seeing all these companies come out makes me want to start like a like like a druggy like a like a hippie druggy ETF. <laughs> we got pot stocks, we got psilocybin stocks, we got DMT stocks. <laughs> you like drugs? If they're sold, we got a stock for it and it's yeah. in our ETF. Like yeah. Budweiser? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The we're, we trade on the exchange FCKDUP fucked up. <laughs> That's our ETF. There you a fucked up ETF. You like to get <laughs> fucked up? This is the ETF for you. Yeah, I'm dumb. I want to do that. We got to talk to those change bridge guys today. Oh God, yes. All right, I'll send an email to them. Ask them if we can we can get our name on an ETF. Two bowls and a china chops. Fucked up ETF. <laughs> Not only will it get you fucked up, <laughs> you'll want to be fucked up, and your portfolio will be <laughs> fucked up. Get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it up your minds and your portfolio there you go that's it yeah yeah it's all highly it's, speculative it's years down beautiful. the line <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh what else you got kyle uh, i got two other quick ones to get through here before we uh we push on uh mm-hmm. boeing's starliner launch has been delayed indefinitely 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 that's the words they Wait. use that sounds probably worse than it is because it's one of those things where they just don't know the answer and they need to figure it out. What happened was a valve ended up, uh, valve in one of the Starliner's engines was in an unexpected position. So mission team halted the ca- countdown. Uh, the engineering teams ruled out several potential causes, including a software glitch, but they still need more time to understand what happened. So it could be something as simple as somebody just did a valve lineup wrong. <laughs> but, yeah but until they you know analyze all the data and everything else then yeah they're they're not going to be able to fly this thing until they get an answer to why that happened that's incredible this is one of the hardest things about working in a field of troubleshooting is this type of scenario happens a lot at least in the steel industry where you got operators of the machines 
will do something stupid or hit the wrong button and then feel shame and not want to tell you that they did that. So then you got to spend hours ruling out everything else that could possibly happen when more than likely it was somebody just made a mistake. Right, and they're not willing to to fess up to it. Well, yeah, especially if your company fosters an environment where that person's going to get written up or in trouble. Yeah. Like me as a technician, I'd always try to build that relationship with the employees, the uh, operators. Like, hey, if you fuck up, just tell me because you're going to save me hours. I will protect you. I will come up with a reason that will satisfy management for why this happened that doesn't involve you. Just make my job easier, please. <laughs> as long as you don't make me... If if you make me have to troubleshoot this thing for 10 fucking hours to try to find the answer to why you fucked up, yeah. then I will find out. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll get there, eventually. And <laughs> there'll be no saving you then. Okay, right, because then you're mad at them too. Because exactly. they didn't just tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll have to be watching to see yeah. if somebody gets fired or if uh, they end up having to fix some software. <laughs> <laughs> The last one I want to talk about, you know how much we love a good bit of Elon Musk gossip? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I don't know if you saw that article about uh, the people who engineered the the Model Y had to go behind Elon Musk's back to put a steering wheel in it because <laughs> he did not want it to have one. <laughs> it's like, ah, you're getting a little ahead of yourself, buddy. <laughs> I I loved that story. Um, I guess, I guess there's going to be a new book coming out that he did not authorize. Yeah. This is on the book. Uh, the sources are a bit dubious. Musk has not like confirmed any of the other stories. He's actually come out and denied a few of them. Like there's the one where they, when they were trying to get a meeting with Apple to try to you know sell to them when Tesla was like two percent of its current value. Yeah. Uh, that I think one of the claims in that book is that Musk said he would not combine with Apple unless he was made the CEO of both companies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, obviously he didn't want to sell if he was trying to make that to claim. Yeah, that's not how acquisitions work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't acquire a little company and then put him in charge of everything. You want to buy my company? you got to make me the boss. Sure, you can sell it to me. Or I'll sell to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, God, I love a good meal. I, I want that story to be true so bad. Well, the quote that I really enjoyed was, they supposedly, he said, we don't need a steering wheel. People will be demanding their car have no steering wheels. So we want to get ahead of that. Yeah. It's I, like, I... <laughs> I feel like what? I still like having a steering wheel. I tweeted it out on uh, Twitter, and I asked if I can get rid of the brakes next. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so sick of people driving slow. Get rid of the brakes. That'll fix that problem. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> well, oh, the, especially gosh. especially with the self-driving features that are out now, it's it's you're literally told be very paranoid and willing to take over and able at any second because you shouldn't trust our self-driving AI to not drive you off a bridge or into oncoming traffic. Uh, I'm pretty Fucking sure a. Musk himself has said at one point that you need to remain vigilant while it's active because it will do the worst thing at the worst possible moment or has the potential to do that. Yeah. Ugh. I I want the robots to be driving us around. I really do. Cause that's, that's a world I want to live in where I can just walk uh, yeah. out of a bar, yeah. three sheets to the wind into my car and the car drives me home. That's fucking great. Yes. But I don't, we're not there. We're not there. 
Also, I don't like this in between. I don't like the idea of sitting in the ba- uh, in a car, letting it do its thing, but I'm supposed to be the one ready to jump in. I feel like that takes more focus and energy to be double checking the car. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like if I'm sitting behind that wheel and the car's driving me along, I'm probably going to fall asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least get very distracted and like in my own head. Like, hmm. Yeah, I I'll be watching I'll be watching movies on my phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, be like, oh, let's binge the next season of my fa- of this show or that show. Like, <laughs> fuck looking at the road. The car's got it. <laughs> yeah, that's what customers will be demanding. They'll be demanding a flat screen TV instead of a windshield. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And at that point, <laughs> steering wheel. Yeah. If, if, if they had, instead of a windshield, a flat screen TV, I would demand no steering wheel. Be like, what the fuck is this here for? I can't even see. <laughs> Get this out of here. <laughs> it's in the way. <laughs> oh good shit alright you have any more news that's all I got folks I got a really really important thing uh, to share with you today um, I've been struggling with how to word it <sighs> you know what to say how to say it but I'm just, I just gotta dive in Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage an equal housing lender Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage. Sue will help. She's licensed in 27 states, so reach out. See what Sue can do for you. There's a really there's a better than 50% chance she's licensed in your, in your state. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904. Or you can send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. That's S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number of 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. All right. And Two Bulls in a China Shop is a proud affiliate of the Trade Pro Academy. Trade Pro Academy is an educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. Translation, you can learn to trade like the big institutions yourself. They've got a great staff of highly knowledgeable, successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn all that you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can just use our affiliate link in the episode description. Uh, since we get a commission from that affiliate link, it's a great way to support the show and improve on your own knowledge and skills. Here, here. That link again, tradeproacademy.com, or just follow the link in our episode description. All right, Kyle, should we uh, move on, talk about uh, what we what we dabbled in this week? Uh, yeah, let's do that. Got a, got a new song. It's called Dabbler. No, the dabbler, kidding. the dabbling man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're not we're not taking this seriously. I just dabble. Yes, I feel like that's what I did all week. I just dabbled. Yeah. <laughs> so what do I think of when I think of like doctors and lawyers? Oh, I don't work. I practice. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Why do you suck okay. at it? <laughs> we <We're> right. <laughs> at some point, you should stop practicing and start doing. Yes. Play a song. Any song. Spin the song wheel, Dan. Spin the song wheel. All right, you're going to get something weird. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get weird. Let's get weird with it. You've got to know when to hold them. 
a soldier Know when to walk away Those calls are done You never count your money When you're holding on the contracts There'll be time enough for counting When the option's exercised Oh, Kyle, I only made two two different trades this week and they were both disastrous. <laughs> my time, I learned nothing from my timeout. I made five trades total. Ah, oh, you beat me again. One of them was disastrous. One of them was lucky. And then three are undecided. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just jump right in. Wait, no, no. I guess I made three because one, one of them wasn't disastrous. Oh. Yeah, okay. I made three trades and one of them was not disastrous. Um, That's better. Yeah, you want to you start or you want me to, me to start? Uh, I can go first. I'll start with the terrible, terrible trade I did. Remember how last week mm-hmm. I said uh, I kept losing money on weekly AMC options? Yes, I backed uh, you up yeah. on that. I also. I, I did no. the same thing. <laughs> can i get the the oops i did it again song for this yes thank you yeah. <laughs> oops you did it again you made the wrong call you're watching it fall oh not again you thought that you were so great and you couldn't wait you're not that good at this all right, yeah, I feel sufficient shame. Uh, yeah, okay, oh. so that's probably it. I don't think I'll be doing those anymore. Uh, I did have a good trade, AMD. The, I guess it's kind of mixed, really, though, too, because it did not follow with the strategy that I talked about doing, where I was only going to do channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was more of like a breakout day trade. Uh, it was good because I made a profit, and then I actually used trailing stops to make sure I took that profit. Uh, which I really kind of like the way that that worked out once it hit a level where I was like, okay, time to get out of here. I just set a 20 cent and a 30 cent trailing stop on each of the two contracts I had and then made sure I actually cashed out with a little bit of, uh, after all was said and done. Yeah. Um, that's not something you can typically do. Like if you're just using TD Ameritrade's platform, um, I haven't really experimented too much with Weeble, so I'm not sure if they allow that, but using Thinkorswim, you can set a trailing stop on options. I think we talked about that before, but definitely makes it a lot easier to manage those trades rather than trying to do it just just by saying, at this point, I'm going to cut out because you know, we all know what happens when you get to that point. It gets a lot harder to actually execute. If you can take that out of your hands and make that automated, uh, you're more likely to follow your actual plan. Yeah. Next one, I bought Johnson & Johnson on a breakout. Again, not a channel. So... <laughs> failing again there uh, this is one of the ones that we'd uh, identify i think this was on our swingers list wasn't it yes so it broke up above uh one of the points that i've been watching with strong volume i uh, picked up it some did. calls for 820 i think they're 175 calls uh, they've lost about 75 cents a contract so far so they're not looking great but i was looking at the uh the charts this weekend as we we're prepping for the show and i still feel comfortable holding them for a little bit longer uh, i'm not seeing like huge sell volume on it uh it's still a little stronger volume that i'd like to see but it definitely looked like it was holding up in a new a new uh level yeah it's got new support yeah uh, yep. I drawn a support line at 171. I think the top was somewhere around 173, and it was still kind of holding around that point. So it's still well above the 172-ish area that it would been trading in for a while. Yeah, it's it's kind of found its support at 172.50. Yeah. The other two, uh, Vale, V-A-L-E. This one is the one that actually is following with the new pattern that I'm trying to uh, to trade along. 
Uh, Veil hit the bottom of the channel where it's been sitting. It's been bouncing between 21 and 23. Mm -hmm. Uh, It came back down into the bottom range of that channel, so I actually picked up three lots of shares at three different entry points, at $21.10, $21 even, and $20.90. It was a little tighter than maybe it needed to be as far as trying to pick that point because it could still fall down to 20 and pick up support there. Mm -hmm. But I set a real tight stop loss with this too. I set it at $20.70. I may even move that up to $20.80, Yeah. Because if it drops below that, then uh, that's breaking trend, and it's it, it's probably going back down to that twenty mark, and then I can try and pick it up there for another run back up to twenty three. Yeah. Or if it drops below that point, then look out below. But this oh, one, yeah. this yeah. one, I felt like I actually executed along with a, a real plan, a real plan that's put into action. It's all automatic. I don't have to think about it. I feel actually really good about this trade. Yeah, letting the plan do the trading. Right. So now the only thing I have to worry about is when to take profits. And I've already picked out some levels there. You know, if it gets to $21.50 or $21 or no, 21. Yeah, $21.50, it should run up to 22 So I can set a stop loss. I can just start moving my stop loss up is what I'm going to do as it hits some of these levels. It hits 22s, it hits 2250 2280 And then if there's any real, real good luck, then maybe it'll bust up out of that 23 but instead of just selling the shares outright, I'm just going to move up the stop loss for each of those lots and let that decide when to take it out. Sounds good to me. I like Veil. Vale. I do too. It's still making me nervous. <laughs> You're trading the channel, and I've I've got the uh, the alert for when it breaks out of the channel. Right. Well, I think even George mentioned at one point when stocks in its range or consolidation, like like that channel is, you, that's you when he makes the most, the most money. money because you know where the high and the lows are. It should be really yeah. easy to to pick the buy and sell points. That's true. Which is partly why I picked that pattern to play with. Yep. Yep. Uh, the last trade I made was Lucky, I think, more than anything else. It was Disney. Mm-hmm. You were posting some ideas on Thursday, and one of our Discord users uh, jumped in on that trade, too, before we could mention the point where, uh, you know, watch for volume to confirm the moves. Yeah. I, it was more of a show of solidarity. I wanted to say, like, I felt I would have felt really bad if, you know, didn't work out and this person lost some money so i jumped in to so i could lose money with them because there's you know strength in numbers yep <laughs> what is what is the saying <laughs> shame loves company or not shame uh misery misery loves company yeah so i figured we at least console each other if we both lose but it was only 50 bucks too right so i bought one contract uh 70 177.50 contract that expired on friday and it popped on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. We both sold out. I think I got a dollar fifty on the uh, on the sale, so I made a hundred bucks on a on a fifty dollar trade that I probably shouldn't have made. <laughs> right, I had no business making that I wouldn't have made without any confirmation. Uh, but that one just—I mean, the luck all the way around. One to you know get two hundred percent return on it, but two to pick the exact top. Like that just that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, that was so. On you know, on Wednesday. Uh, I was looking at, at, you know, I've got my chunk of companies that I'm trying to learn and just be really, really familiar with them to trade mm-hmm. them. And uh, I didn't have any powder, so I didn't make the trade myself, but uh, I posted, hey, look, Disney looks like it's found its support. Uh, you know, it looked like it was bouncing off of 172 range yep. on the hourly. And, and so it was like, Hey, it, if it's following this channel pattern, uh, it's 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 a good time, you know, find an entry on a swing trade. Maybe get some one hundred seventy-five dollar calls for August or September. Maybe I should have, uh, which I would have done on the Thursday. 
that was my that was my idea when I, that's why I posted it Wednesday evening. I was thinking I should have read that post of yours because I probably would have jumped in on that because it actually follows the patterns I'm trying to trade. Oh, Kyle, <laughs> did you not read something I posted on the Discord? I saw you read everything it. else. I saw it. <laughs> I didn't understand. Taste it. your own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> And then if if I had picked them up Thursday would have been the time. Yeah. They they Thursday, where's my chart? Yeah, they they had a good solid candle uh, Thursday they dipped down to 171 and I found that support at 171. They dipped down to 171 like 40. Uh and then they then it was just 1 2 3 4 5 6 hours, 6 green candles in a row mm-hmm. going up to 176. Yep. yep. And then and then it was like after the big move up from that support is when you and the Discord user uh, both, uh, well, you followed. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I missed that trade. I think I'll buy a, a weekly option right now. It's like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait for it to get over this level with support is when I would move in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. then you moved in in solidarity. Uh, and they did. Yeah. Friday. It was great. Yep. I'm really happy that worked out. They popped up. You guys sold off, and then they popped down. <laughs> okay, so so I didn't trade on Disney like I should have, uh, but I was eyeing it, and I knew when to get in on that uh, August 4th candle. The third green candle in a row had above average volume. That's when I would have bought, and the next two candles what took it, or what took it up, you know, four bucks. Mm-hmm. And when you're trading options, that's uh, that's some decent movement. Yes, it is. What I did end up trading was uh, I bought puts on I bought a, I only bought one, mm-hmm. but I bought a put on Target Target because they were my bet pick and they opened the week horribly. And I right as you made that trade too, I think I posted that you were I thought you were early because it looked like it found support right as you were making that trade. I was like, oh no, it's in a he, spot here where there's been pressure before. Don't buy that yet. It it did. I, I I bungled the whole trade for sure. Uh, because the moment I bought the put, it turned around and it spent the next uh, two days going right back up to two sixty three, yeah. right where I said the buy point was. Mm-hmm. And then and then it uh, went down and then ended the week where it did. So, so why I didn't you just, why didn't you sell that put? Why did you hold on to it? Why didn't you sell it earlier? I was right. Oh, uh, because okay. I was right and the market was wrong. Oh uh, boy, can we get a song? Yeah, for that? I got. got <laughs> yeah, I, I do need to make a song for that because I, I do that a lot. And yeah. and and you raise a very good point. Like, why didn't I get out of that when, uh, at the very least, when it got back to two sixty? Right, uh, and uh, <laughs> you could at least save some time value on that contract, even though uh, for sure. Yeah. The, the, then uh, the other two trades i made uh i gotta i gotta we gotta i mean i'll just play the very beginning of it oops i did it again oops you did it again i also (laughs) bought some amc weekly calls that uh i didn't get out of i was still like this thing can move on friday it could move 15 dollars. i don't know yes i'm right the market's wrong well, and with for me, it's the BAM model. I keep seeing the zones of strength coming up, and, and I keep thinking like, okay, this thing's gonna move. 
He's got targets on there, but that's not the way to use that model. No, it is not. That model will... Sh- yeah, you can't use that model to make predictions that far in advance. Because you don't know what's going to happen leading up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Even he says, don't use my model to trade weekly options. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I did I did make one good trade this week, and that was uh, some BlackBerry weekly options. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I bought some $10.50 calls. And on Thursday, when it went up, I sold uh, a group of them to get out of the trade at a 10% profit and left some runners, and those runners expired worthless. So that's like the second time in a row I've kept the runners, and the runners have have expired worthless. So I may be reevaluating that strategy. But you're still making money on those trades. If you can cut out the losers. I did make money on that trade. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the way you want it. You want your lottery tickets to be basically free, right? Yeah. That that is that is the way. Well, the, and also the, the way, way you're supposed to do that when you leave your runners is your runners are supposed to have a stop loss at the point where you bought them at your break even point. No, that's just crazy talk. I, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that's the part we never do. We just leave the runners to expire. <laughs> yeah, not not the best strategy uh, going forward. <laughs> um, yeah, that's 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 all I did. My my portfolio took a nice hit being so BlackBerry heavy this week uh, and a- AMC still have those shares and that 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 definitely hurt me because uh, amc oof, did not have a good week did not but man it really looks like it's about to really fucking fly oh yeah i ain't about to sell it <laughs> i'm actually considering buying more monday morning yeah but not not call options this time i'll probably just buy shares if i do decide to add to that position that's funny i was gonna sell my shares and buy a bunch of january options <laughs> No, just not so really. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right. Like what, it's trading at thirty-two dollars seventy cents. So every hundred shares, you could buy maybe three contracts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's not. Yeah, that's not Better a good idea. Keep the shares. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about, but uh, maybe this isn't. The, I think we're out of time. Yeah, yeah. We got any earnings coming up? Uh, yes. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day. And we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call delight. Earnings call delight. All right, on the 9th, we've got AMC, TTD, that's Trade Desk, Purple Mattresses, PRPL, and Riot Blockchain, R-I-O-T. On the 10th, we've got Coin, C-O-I-N, Unity, U-I-I-V-I, and Jumia, J-M-I-A. On the 11th, we've got Neo, eBay, Wendy's, W-E-N. I threw that on there because I just like the... The Wen Lambo Win Lambo. we talked about, yeah. Wen Lambo. Uh, Sonos, S-O-N-O, and Blink Energy, B-L-N-K. On the 12th, we've got Disney, D-I-S, Airbnb, A-B-N-B, Palantir, P-L-T-R, and Rocket Mortgage, R-K-T. And on the 13th, my personal favorite pot stock, Cresco Labs, C-R-L-B-F. Nice. Cresco Labs. That's a winner. Um, no, I was just reading a news article yeah. about that. <laughs> uh, before we uh, jump into the crypto corner, I wanted to have a real quick discussion about uh, something we were talking with Shano about. 
Yeah. As he mentioned in the Discord about, uh, it seems like uh, whenever he buys or whenever he tries to pick the point to buy and sell, he's always wrong. And I don't know if he's, I mean, he's probably being a little bit, you know, facetious and joking around. But I was thinking that I, I mentioned to him that maybe he should try flipping his buy and sell yeah. idea. Like when he wants to buy it, sell it instead and sell when he wants to buy. Mm-hmm. But that kind of goes back towards what we were learning with TradePro. And like, if that really is consistently your issue, you're always buying the top and selling the lows, uh, you may really want to consider jumping into those foundation courses that TradePro offers, because that will really explain to you why that is. Right. At least in the first three or four episodes, you'll really understand (laughs) why why that is psychologically what's happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they walk you through it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's for sure. So, yeah, if you find that happening to yourself, then you might take a step back and uh, what is it? Investor psychology, the sick, what Mm -hmm. what was that chart called? The emotional cycle. Yeah. Do you remember what that was called? I don't. I don't. But yeah, you might take a look at the the 14 stages of investing psychology. It's called. There we go. That might explain that it might explain where you're, why you're, you're seeing that pattern repeat because you're not alone. That happens to a lot of people. Nope. (laughs) No, definitely my beginning experiences in trading. Same here. This stock's hot. I'm going to buy. It's gone down. I better sell. Oh, shit. It it went back up. I better buy. Buffett says hold. It went down. I'll hold. All right. Fuck this. I'm Mm -hmm. getting out. Wait. Now it's going up. Yeah. God damn it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Oof. All right. Again and again and again. Let's get through some crypto. Talk about some crypto. Of There's a kind of a little bit of a battle between the SEC and the CFTC, CFTC being the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Oh, yeah? Uh, they have both claimed jurisdiction over the crypto industry. Interesting. What does that mean? Uh, it, it means that when we ask people that are crypto experts what it is, and they give us an answer... <laughs> And we don't understand it. <laughs> and we don't understand it. Well, apparently, nobody knows what it is because <laughs> <laughs> SEC and CFTC are both, uh, they, they haven't even hashed it out in the, uh, the, the regulators have not figured out how to regulate Yeah, because they still haven't been able to define whether it's a security or a commodity or, or what. I feel like it should be a security. Based on the definition of a security, yeah, and I feel I feel like currencies should fall under that. I feel like crypto is a currency, but I don't know. What do I know? Well, so the commodities it, folks feel like crypto assets are like wheat and gold and oil. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's a digital asset to them. It would be a digital or a digital commodity. But shouldn't it have? More, I mean, because with wheat, you can actually make bread out of it. Yeah. With Bitcoin, you can make dark web transactions out of it. Right. Which is a money. It's a currency. <laughs> <laughs> like if I, if I went and I bought a bunch of British pounds, I wouldn't be trying to turn that into something like gasoline or, <laughs> or orange <laughs> juice or, or pork features. Right. <laughs> it's, you know what right. I mean? I'd be using that those pounds to purchase something else of value. That's what Bitcoin is used for. It's a currency. Hey, right? don't don't right? 
don't ask me. I I know even less than the SEC and the CFTC do. So, all right. Well, what did what did Gensler call it? Um. Well, he actually was asked on the security status of Ethereum, mm-hmm. and he refused to answer the question. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So clear as mud. Uh, the in in 2018, <laughs> uh, the guy who was the head of the the SEC, William Hinman said both Bitcoin and Ethereum are not securities. So uh, that a lot of companies felt like it gave them the green light to operate unimpeded as far as securities compliance is concerned. Right. But then they, they sued that company Ripple, the SEC. Yeah. Sued R- Ripple over what they were doing with their, their blockchain securities. So uh, Ripple is pointing, their, their, their legal team is pointing to this as like, see, you, mean, fucking, you don't even know. <laughs> Uh, they might win that one. They might, yeah. They it, seriously, yeah. They 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 may win their fucking court shit. <laughs> the the Ripple founder Brad Garlinghouse compared the SEC's stance on regulatory clarity on crypto to an alcohol alcoholic denying to have a drinking problem. <laughs> so yeah, no, still we we have no legal definition of of. In, in the financial regulatory industry of, of what these cryptocurrencies are and how to manage or handle them. So it's fun and terrifying to watch this all play out in real hand, real time and I, makes me glad that I'm not a crypto trader. <laughs> when I don't understand something, I like to go to the place where the smartest people tend to live. Uh, I feel like we should yeah. ask Twitter what they think. Oh, well, Absolutely. <laughs> That'll that'll give us an answer for sure. <laughs> what, what, how, so, are cryptos a, a security or a commodity? Yeah, or a cur- well, a currency is a security, right? Well, we this 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 is where it kind of gets murky because they can be, I feel and, like but they're not be. always. Why not? <laughs> Why um, it be? Okay, okay. Here, let me read the definition of a security. It refers to a fungible, negotiable financial instrument that holds some type of monetary value. It represents an ownership position in a publicly traded corporation via stock, creditor relationship with a governmental body, or a corporation represented by owning that entity's bonds, or rights to ownership as represented by an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that doesn't sound like a currency at all, then. Okay. So- yeah, well, and, and that's, that's the tough thing is, is, is it changes depending on which country you're in. The definition of what a security, a tradable financial asset, which tradable financial assets are securities, changes from country to country. Like, well, who cares what other countries are doing? No, that's I'm true. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, international listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, is yeah. crypto a currency, a security, or a commodity? Yeah. And retweet yeah. if you don't know. Yeah, right. I'll just retweet it because I honestly have no clue. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any other crypto stories? No. I've got one on Ethereum. Um, the upgrade that was supposed to start destroying coins looks like it mm-hmm. took place. Oh. Uh, the upgrade codenamed EIP-1559 happened on Thursday. Uh, what's so exciting about this for 
or people, why people are so excited about this is it's supposed to start destroying or burning ether coins. Uh, one of the reasons for this update, and I don't know if this is the one. Yeah, the main the main reason for this update is to make transaction fees more predictable. Ah. One of the problems with Ethereum is that uh, transactions are bid on, so the pricing can get really, really crazy when you know things are super busy uh with this upgrade it doesn't necessarily address the higher fees during those busy periods but because mm-hmm. it makes them more it's taking away the the auction system so uh so if the the fees are too high then a user can wait till it's lower it makes it transparent so they can see what's going on that way they're not having to to, to bid when it's busy they can they can see it's busy and just wait mm. okay i don't know that i said that right is that, is fees, that- let me just read the article. <laughs> it's okay. all about making transaction fees more predictable, therefore making the network easier to use. Fees are highly volatile, in large part because the network uses an auction system. Users bid against each other to have their transactions processed and verified by other users. Uh, these fees can soar when the network is busy, but the main problem as developers see it is the blind auction system makes fees highly volatile and unpredictable. So after this change went into effect, users now pay a base fee, which is algorithmically determined by the network, depending on how busy it is, instead of by submitting bids. Uh, and then miners will or they'll also be able to pay miners a tip to have their transaction processed sooner. The idea is now that the base fee will always be clear to users when they go into transactions and won't jump around from one minute mm. to the next. Okay. And if it okay. gets too high, then the users can just wait till it you know, gets lower. So if you're a business trying to plan, you can plan your costs much more easily. Right. Now, the other thing gotcha. with it is the destroying the coins part. So now the base fees are not received by the miners. Uh, they're destroying those instead. So that, that keeps inflation down, right? Right. But it also keeps the miners from artificially congesting the network in order to keep those fees higher. Oh, I see. I see. You yeah. Can kinda, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You game it by making it artificially busy. To Okay. That, that is a good change. Yeah, and I think there's another big change coming up here soon. I'll probably talk about that next week and learn some more details. One of our, our the first guest that we talked to crypto about, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, he shared this on our Discord. It's a link to uh, visualization for the, the Ethernet, Ether and Bitcoin traffic. Oh, yeah, that, that was cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to post that on the episode description because I think people should check it out to kind of see. What was shocking to me is to see just how much more traffic Ethereum gets than Bitcoin. Yeah. So it, it visualizes it as a bus stop. So what you're seeing is every person that's depicted on there is basically a user, and every bus is a, a blockchain. And when the blockchain fills up, then the bus departs the station. So you're seeing every user is a transaction. You see all those transactions load up onto the bus, which is the blockchain, and then the bus takes off. But you'll see hundreds of Ether, Ethereum buses taking off before a single Bitcoin one ever does. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, that was really really cool and fun. Yeah, the more I website. learn about cryptos, the more I want to own some ETH, Ethereum. I think that's the one that I, speaks to me. That's the one that I think has the best case going forward. That's the one that I want to be in on. Oh, I agree. It's it's the app store for crypto. Yep, definitely, definitely <laughs> long term, long bullish, long on Ethereum. Me too. It'll still be here. Ah, <sighs> all right, we did it, Dan. We did it. We did it. It's time to wrap this uh, wrap this sucker up. Shit show up. <laughs> it's slap iron. Slap iron, motherfucker. I, I I I feel like because I only made three moves and two of them were bad. We all know what my good, bad, and the ugly are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, your good could be limiting your moves, too. Oh, no, my good is uh, taking the profit on that weekly options yes. move when I, when I could. My good was my veil and AMD trades. I felt like I actually had a... Uh, I felt like there's more structure to that trade. It wasn't relying on mm-hmm. me to, to, to do it. Uh, I took the, the getting out part out of my hands and let the you know brokerage account just do it for me based on price action. What was your bad then? If that was your good. Oh, my my buy, buying the pulling the trigger on target puts when I should have been watching and waiting for like like I was looking at the two three minute chart and I was like, "There's the trigger," and I pulled it. Uh, <laughs> if I'd been doing multi time frame analysis, I would have been like, "Eh," like you immediately were like, "Is was it?" <laughs> I don't that think it like was Dan. Support to me, Dan. It looks like people are <laughs> buying it up right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, literally. My timing couldn't have been worse. If I if I bought calls, I would I'd be sitting pretty. Which is what I would thought you were considering. I was like, mm, that's yeah. a good time to buy calls. Yeah, that's what I should have been <laughs> yeah. considering. Mine was Johnson and Johnson, and it's not necessarily the trade itself, as I still like my reasoning in that trade. Uh, the problem with that trade was that I didn't analyze the charts to see if I still wanted to be in it until this morning, right before we did this recording. i should have been looking at the the daily candles and analyzing those after each day while i'm in that trade that should be part of you know analyzing or maintaining your position yeah trade maintenance if you want to stay in something yeah you need to be maintaining those you can't just throw it in there and then just i'm done yeah what's your ugly amc weeklies yeah same here (laughs) no more (laughs) no more weeklies on amc i think i'm done with them all right, let's uh, let's just let's talk about some making a new bet. Let's make a new bet. Let's do it. Okay. Well, Kyle, I'm uh, I'm going BlackBerry. You're shocked, I know. I can hear it in your voice. What? You didn't have two that you're deciding between? Yes, I did. I was trying to decide between BlackBerry and Robinhood. Really? <laughs> no, no you I just you wanted. Son of a bitch. Just, if you're going to do that again, I, just, I was going to. <laughs> I had a couple picked out just in case. But. Yeah, I'm going BlackBerry, and my stop loss is at $9.70. God damn it. I was going to talk to you about not doing, uh, <laughs> not picking BlackBerry or AMC for the rest of this month. But oh, were you? Were I was you? going to, but I didn't mention it. You already got it in. I think that's fine. Okay, okay. I'll do GameStop. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I've got two that I'm deciding between. I can't remember which one I liked better. I think Capital One was the one I was liking best. COF. Mm. I got COF and I got Disney. I was looking at both of those. And yeah, I think I like Capital One better. Pull up Capital One. Okay, I like Capital One if it breaks that all-time high of 168.07. Well, it just broke up out of the ascending triangle it was, where I got a line drawn at 165, mm-hmm. 30-ish, 38-ish. It broke above that, uh, yeah, ascending wedge, ascending triangle pattern it's been in. Uh, I want a stop loss. I'm going to set this one pretty tight. 159? No, even tighter than that. 164.50. Oh, Jesus. Why did I write that down? Hang on. Why did I write that down? Because it was the old resistance? Let's go with 163.75. Still, still tighter than I'd, I'd do it, but hey, it's your it's your bet pick. That's way too tight. Hang on. Yeah, 
well, I almost just want to sit out, is what it seems like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do 158. Like. Do 158. That feels way too low. Okay, do 160. Okay. Look at the volume profile. Yeah. Yep. All right, 160. I can live with that. There you go. I'm going to take half profits at $5 increments up the chain. Oh, no, uh, no, never mind. It's getting too complicated, and this episode is getting too long. Yeah. I'm just, uh, okay, buying it, stop loss, 160. Let me roll these random dice for you. I got a two and a five. One Connect Financial Technology Co. Wow. And they are in a free fall downward at an all-time all low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like they had earnings that not too long ago. Apparently, people weren't happy with that. They uh, In May, they were at $18 a share, and now they're at $5.26 a share. Hmm. I wonder what well, happened. Let's hope-, <laughs> let's hope that continues and they don't rebound. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope it's not finding it's it's like clanking into its bottom and it's about to turn around and go back up to 10. I might just pick up some really <laughs> cheap options on this just to protect ourselves from something stupid. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. We got a new bet. I went with BlackBerry. Kyle went with some random nonsense. Capital One. Who's ever heard of them? <laughs> I thought about going AMC, but that felt like cheating. I'll beat you straight up. <laughs> it's not cheating. It's a stock. You can pick it. And random is OCFT. And stay tuned till next week. We'll uh, we'll let you know how that turns out. We are all within three percent of each other, so it's anybody's race at this point. Yes, it is. And and uh, I think that's that's going to wrap us up. If you like our show, let us know by rating and subscribing on your platform of choice. And if you hate social media, just tell all your friends. And uh, if you want to pay money to advertise to get friends, you know uh, we're the guys. We're the place to do that. We'll help out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see. You, we'll see you all next week. Until then, happy trades. Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.